Hello and welcome to an MMA UK interview. Uh, I'm your host today, Kieran Cobley, and today I'm joined by amateur fighter Conrad Rotos fighting at a Parada MMA in Chesterfield, uh, 2 one amateur. Conrad, thank you for taking the time to join me, man. Yeah, no problem, mate. Anything for you? Fellow trainer? Yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. Uh, obviously, we've had a few technical difficulties. We were hoping this would go uh, start a bit earlier, but a bit of technical difficulties. We came over it. It's uh, just sort of like getting nearly knocked down our fight, I suppose, and get back up. Uh, but man, uh, we'll start where all good interviews start. We'll start right at the very start, and we'll talk about your career. So, like, how, how did you get into MMA for a, for a start? Well, how did I? How did I start? Well, it all started with my brother. Really, I've been fighting my brother since I could walk, to be honest. And then one day he brought home Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, so I had to kind of learn on the fly to defend myself, <laughs> even though we were just messing around. Still. Can't let, you can't be beaten by your brother every day. You've got to fight back sometimes. Yeah, man. And I, so I know you train at Parada MMA, and uh, how did it all start there with like uh, training under Kev Taylor, training with the guys like uh, Bert Jenkins, and some of the other guys that train there? Uh, you know, obviously there's a load of guys training there at the minute. Uh, Kev set up a new facility as well. What's, what's it all been like? Well, it all started with a charity event, um, an MMA charity event where. Me and now my current training partner and friend, we ended up having a bout and then got over some barriers where I realised I'm not bad under pressure and I can compete. And then ever since then, we rolled on to the amateurs and Kev's been my been my coach ever since. Luckily, he's a patient man. So we managed to get things done. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll just talk about Kev uh, and the effort he puts into running the gym. Obviously, he runs Parada, as we know. Uh, so I have a brand new facility this year that was opened up by uh, Matt Inman, who came in. Uh, he came and introduced the gym. He did the first seminar there. Uh, I know for a fact that Kev used to do the uh, Parada MMA sessions in a local sort of, I, think, I don't know, we call a string gym where you know we have them all over the place and exercise for less. Yeah, uh, I've tried to avoid using a brand name, but I didn't think so else to use. Uh, he was able to use exercise for less and uh, guys haven't trained that. I mean, what's it been like having going from training exercise for less to actually going training, uh, you know, a, pro a proper proper MMA facility that's got the punch bags, got the mats, got the cage. Oh, well, it's a lot more intimate. You don't have to worry about other customers using the cage. You can do what you want when you please. It's more, you have more time to dedicate yourself to your craft instead of just doing it at times, let's say, for an hour. We can now do it all day whenever we please. And it's just a better way to learn, better way to train. I know Kev loves it. He's put so much time into the gym. He deserves it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, just, just talk about Kev. Uh, Kev you know, we, we know Kev's a high-level uh, mixed martial artist. He's competed, uh, competed himself. I mean, what, what's his training style like for you as a fighter? And you know, how has that influenced you uh, in your, uh, your amateur career so amateur career so far? Uh, well, Kev, Kev's jiu-jitsu game is MMA based. It's it's aggressive, but it works. It's skill mixed with aggression, like because you can't get through an MMA fight being timid. You've got to be able to rough it up a little bit. Embrace the grind, and Kev does that perfectly in his teachings and his style. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not just Kev though that runs the gym. We've got uh, Artem Kostoligov. I can never pronounce his name. Kostoligov, uh, the wrestling coach, uh, and we and we know Kev brings in like uh, you know BJJ black belts as well. They got yeah Chris uh, to come down. Matt Eamon obviously opened opened the gym at the very first session. I mean, what's it like? having Kev bring those guys in for you to, you know, to train with, and I mean, it's only going to be a good thing, I suppose. Oh, yeah, well, he's constantly bringing in new people, giving us fresh looks. We have a wrestling coach, Arjun. We've got a black belt coach, Chris. We've got a boxing coach, Dave. So we have all aspects of MMA that come into play. 
And Kev makes should make sure that we get it. He makes sure that we basically fully prepared for when the fight does come. All aspects of the yeah. game covered. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, we, and we know obviously that. Uh, I mean, watching you fight and watching you train in the gym, like, we know that you're very striking based. I mean, what's it like having a guy that's primarily a, a jiu-jitsu guy who's your head coach, and how is that you know, sort of affecting your or sort of, sort of helping you along, I suppose? Well, he helps with the striking also, but ultimately, there's standing, there's wrestling, and there's jiu-jitsu. And when if you're on your back and you can't get up, the other two don't matter. So either way, we, we cover all the bases, but you've got to be able to fight off your back. You've got to be able to submit. And Kev's a brilliant coach for it, honestly. The amount of knowledge that he can just fire off and each lesson's different. We make sure we cover exact positions for certain circumstances. Honestly, is he's a top-class coach to have and he covers all bases. On the yeah, ground, fantastic. On the yeah, that's fantastic to hear, man, that you've got that, a good relationship there with Kev. Um, also, like... I know you've got a good relationship with Spark Hearts. I've seen firsthand how you help guys in the gym. Uh, but let's just talk about why we were interested in you in the first place. We were meant to have taken a short notice fight. We don't know if that fight's now going ahead because of current COVID measures uh, against Chris Morris. Uh, I mean, this fight was a bit of a will and how it came about. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just explain how it, all, how it all came about and how you came, came to take the fight. Uh, well, my main training partner, Bert, Bert Jenkins, he had to pull out due to injury, so I decided to jump in. I felt like I could make the weight. It was a catch weight, a slightly lower weight than I usually would fight at, but I don't cut, don't cut much weight anyway, so that was all right. And then around two weeks out, obviously, we've gone into a fresh lockdown, which means the fights, it is in jeopardy as far as I know, but we still got to keep going like it's on, even though we can't train. But I'd say it's a strange circumstance, but if the fight does follow through, I'm still game. I know Kev will be there to support me. And it's a yeah. it's a 50-50, it's a coin flip. We don't know if the fight's on or if it's off, but I'm game either way. Yeah, I mean, let's just talk about um, how lockdown's affected the uh, affected you as a fight. I mean, we know lockdown this year has affected fighters, promoters, uh, gym owners, you name someone that's involved in MA, it's, it's affected their career this year. Uh, I mean, what was it like for you in the first lockdown? We'll talk about the first lockdown when everything went just shut down completely. I mean, how did you how did you manage to train and, you know, what was it like trying to keep fit and stuff? Well, luckily my brother's a fighter too. So we've been, we trained a lot together and because, because we're from the same household, obviously you can do that, which is ideal, but yeah, you've just got to stay in shape, do what you can when you're lacking the gym. Well, the Parada gym anyway, and you've just got to try and keep on top of things as best as you can. But ultimately it's not the same without your training partners, without the team, without the sessions, doesn't quite, you can't quite fill the gap, but you've just got to do what you can, stay fit, stay in shape. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's sort of focus on the future. I mean, we obviously this year it's been a difficult year for, for everyone involved in NA. Uh, let's look forward to 2021 coming up. I mean, what's the plan for you, uh, provided that things can sort of go back to normal and, uh, you know, keep, keep going? Uh, well, think, things go back to normal, you can get back in the gym and uh, get back to training full, uh, properly. Um, I'm not going to lie, I don't know how long this lockdown is going to last, supposedly a month, but considering the last one, you never really know, but I'd like to think 2021, enjoy Christmas obviously, and then straight into a training camp, maybe two months, one month, two months in, once everything's back on track and everything's back in order, and I'd like to think minimum two fights, hopefully three, but you never really know with the current circumstances, 
I'd like, I'd like to stay active if, if possible. Yeah, we've, we've just had a question sent in actually from uh, Stuart Henderson on Facebook. Uh, Stuart wants to know, how are you keeping yourself motivated during the lockdown, especially with fights happening and then not happening? Uh, with motivation, you've just got to just got to imagine that a fight's on the horizon. Even if it's not, you've just got to keep yourself, just keep, keep, keep the tracks going, so to speak. You've just got to keep going, assume that eventually someone's going to want to punch you in the face, so you may as well stay in shape. <laughs> yeah, we've also had another question here from Joe Barton. Uh, Joe Barton wants to know, who is the greatest of all time in your eyes? I know, I know uh, you've obviously got your own role, model, own role models in MMA, but you know, in your opinion, who's the GOAT and who are the role models you sort of aspire to? The GOAT? Okay. We're talking about GOAT status. Um, on consistency in championship belts, John Jones, as of... Pound for pound, Khabib, simply on just the current performances, dominant performances. But as, as, as GOAT status, it has to be John Jones with the title defences and the dominant run. Yeah, does this sort of, uh, sort of shady pass, well, I won't say shady, but <laughs> difficult pass and uh, issues with PEDs, does that not sort of put you off in a little bit? Or is it, do you see it as um, at some point in time during that era, everyone's, everyone's sort of taking PEDs or, or some sort of uh, illegal help? I, I do know what you mean. It is a, um, a blemish on his career, but if you focus on the in-cage activity, I'd say John Jones does prevail. Oh, well, longevity-wise, the past few fights have been a bit rough, although he has managed to scrape the, the decisions. But ultimately, if you focus on the in-cage reputation and in-cage performances, John Jones does take that go status, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I know a training partner of yours, Charlie Walden, he's just chimed in. Uh, Does Jones capture the heavyweight belt? We know that the UFC are uh, planning on trying to make uh, Maxim and Stipe up. I mean, what's your take on that? Uh, My take on that's a bit fishy because Stipe is essentially a heavy, I mean, well, a heavy, light heavyweight, considering that Jones walks around at, let's say, 230, 225, and the last fight, Stipe weighed in at 233, I think. So if you think about it, the weight difference isn't that isn't that off once you match them two together. But if Jones does win, it'll be more than likely by decision with his with his knee stomps and just basically if he can keep the range, yes. But if Stipe can close the distance with the boxing, it might be a might be a Stipe win or a Stipe knockout. Yeah, I mean, I just want to sort of question a bit more about your opinion on Jones being the, the GOAT. I mean, is there anyone you can see in the UFC at the moment that could potentially knock him off that pedestal for you? I mean, Israel Adesanya is making, you know, mm. uh, uh, Adesanya is making a move up to light heavyweight to take on uh, Jan Blakovic. We've seen uh, some, well, some fantastic fighters coming through uh, in featherweight and bantamweight. I mean, is there anyone that you can see potentially sort of making you sort of double think yourself? Um... Uh, what you mean to knock knock Jones off? Yeah, so it's like maybe take overtake James uh, Jones for the ghost status. Mm-hmm. Um, overtaking Jones, if Izzy can take the light heavyweight belt and potentially win a fight, even at heavyweight, doesn't necessarily have to be for a belt. It's taking the middleweight belt, the light heavyweight belt, and for potentially for the heavyweight belt if everything goes to plan. I don't know if he will go to heavyweight. It's a bit light for that, but. That means he'll be undefeated, two-weight champion, 
and going for a third weight class, so a potential third win against well, high-level competitors, Izzy may steal that GOAT status if he can get the job done. If. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken now. Yeah, yeah, we've spoken about uh, guys who aspire to and the guys who are the goats at the moment. Uh, but I want to know what's your aspiration in May? You know, what is the end goal for yourself? End goal. Uh, that's an iffy one. I'm not too sure to be honest. All I know is I have a high love for the sport, and that's what's hopefully going to keep me going. But ultimately, get a decent amateur record if all goes well potentially pro and then after that it's all about how it goes can you survive the journey that's what i'm up for <laughs> yeah man thank you for taking the time to join me tonight uh, and uh, before we wrap this up is anyone you want to get give a shout out say i know you've got a, a shirt that we sponsored on <laughs> i would like to give a shout out to my well previous working place but speed plastics i'd like to give a shout out you know, just the top here and then i'd like to give a shout out to kev taylor my brother luke walters um, Bert Jenkins, Ben Colick. Honestly, they're, they're down there every day. Like it's well, obviously we can't now, but when the gym's open, they're down there every day and they're just constantly grinding. You can't ask for better training partners, really, and a better coach. Yeah, thank, thank you for your time, man. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, I'll see you back down in the gym uh, when the gym reopens. And uh, yeah, man, we, if the fight goes ahead, we wish you the best of luck as well. No problem. I'm quick one. Shout out to Tom as well. I nearly forgot you. <laughs> uh, thank you. All right, cheers, Conrad. Thank you for your time. Yeah.